Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so thankful you're here with us, and I'm so glad to be your host. Well, let's get started. We're going to be looking extremely controversial on several levels. Manuscript that by Count von Tischendorf that uh, is considered one of the greatest discoveries of all time but has come under withering attack recently. And I'll give you some background on that. Is, you know, I first heard about this somewhere. I don't remember where. And they were like, you know, Codex Sinaiticus is a forgery. Well, as a man, as Scripture says, I've got, you know, wrath and doubting are two of our deals. And I'm like, Puh, that's no way that it's a forgery. This is the craziest thing. So I went down the rabbit trail. These people suggested that I go down. And uh, highly skeptical would be a vast understatement. More like sneeringly. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I was just like, only an idiot would believe that this was. Uh, you know, because I've studied Sinaiticus, you know, in a certain sense. Off and on for... 30 years plus. And uh, it's just like, there's no way. Turns out, I was wrong. I, I think it probably is a forgery. Let's get started. What he says, he does not think it's a forgery. And so we'll look at it from that perspective. When I say he, we're in Holden and Geisler's book, the popular handbook of archaeology in the Bible. So let's jump in. Despite the literary culture of their time, early Christians preferred the codex form over the scroll. In fact, it was a preference particular to Christian scriptures and books. Almost the entire collection of Christian texts come from the 3rd, 4th century AD. In the codex form, parchment or vellum bound into a book or pamphlet form rather than a scroll. The codex, likely less expensive than the scroll, allowed for more text, easier reference and transport, and greater accessibility. There's also something I hope to do on one a podcast on at some point. They found a book, I think it was of the Gospel of Mark, with a face on it from the first century, they think. It's still undergoing some testing and processes. But they're wondering if that's the earliest representation of the face of Jesus. But be it as it may, let's get back to this. It's no wonder that it became the preferred choice for the New Testament manuscripts. Codices certainly provide us with the most comprehensive collection of New Testament manuscripts. And so you come to Codex Sinaiticus, also known as Aleph, discovered at St. Catherine's Monastery in Mount Sinai. It is debatedly the most critical and valuable manuscript of New Testament. Dating to the middle of the 4th century AD, this vellum codex embodies all the New Testament with the exception of a few verses such as Mark 16, 9 through 20, and John 7, 53 through 8, 11, the woman caught in adultery, and the greater half of the Old Testament, as well as parts of the Apocrypha, also has, like, the shepherd of Hermas and things in it. The Alexandrian text is remarkably accurate with limited misspellings and omissions, but now see Dean Bergon for the differences between this and Vaticanus and Alex Drynus. It's unbelievable. Large, dignified unshields take up 364 and a half double-sided pages, mostly in four-column format. The story of its discovery is most captivating. 
It said that 43 of its vellum leaves were rescued from the flames when they were recognized by scholar Constantine von Tischendorf among the waste for kindling, a fire lying in a basket. Beautifully displays the hands of three scribes trained in biblical, unshield style. Problems with that, vellum doesn't burn. Well, that's a problem. Codex Sinaiticus, or at least not easily, is the oldest surviving Greek manuscript of the entire Bible. It's one of the most important texts used to study Septuagint and New Testament, along with two other early Christian documents. It contains the Epistle of Barnabas and the Shepherd of Hermas. Highly revered artifact was produced in the southeastern Mediterranean region. Written on parchment, it originally contained 743 leaves or 1,486 pages. It's the oldest surviving complete New Testament, one of the two oldest manuscripts of the entire Bible. Before the discovery, it's probably a forgery by Constantine Simonides, an esteemed calligrapher, whose uncle Benedict was at that monastery and wanted a Bible looking very old to present to the Russian czar so he could get money for the monastery. Just a long story. You'll notice if you go online at Codex Sinaiticus, some of the pages are white. And people who saw it early said all of it was white, and then they tried to color many of the pages. It's split in three different, just three different locations to uh, make it look old. Codex was written on animal skin in black and red metallic-based ink. Its text is Greek. Several Arabic marginal notes were added later. Of its 1,486 original pages, only approximately 822 uh, remain. Got a great picture of it here. You can buy replicas of it. I've got a New Testament. As for the structure of the text, there's mentioned four columns per page, only two columns in the poetic and wisdom literature. So, now this says it's currently located in four different locations. Sorry about that if I was wrong. With the majority of the text in London's British Library. Complete New Testament portions of the Old Testament manuscripts are dispersed among the Leipzig University Library, St. Petersburg National Library of Russia, and the Sinai Monastery of St. Catharines. I didn't know there was a still left at St. Catharines. Maybe they've stored... See, the, the people at St. Catharines, they think Simon... Uh, excuse me, Tischendorf stole it. They're like, this guy's a thief. <laughs> so, the 4th century AD was an important time period for Christianity. The Codex was copied, then revised and corrected by a team of scribes who were very skilled. Now, what... How Simonides said that happened, and he said he had certain ciphers. He could prove he was the writer of it at the time. It was a big scandal, 1859-1863 era. Is He said he had used his Uncle Benedict's manuscripts, and then other scribes went back and tried to do the traditional Greek Orthodox Bible manuscript. And he said that's where the multiple hands come from. The Old Testament portion contains the 48 books of the Greek canon of the Septuagint. The New Testament contains the complete 27 books of the canon with Barnabas and Hermas. The size of the pages of the Codex is the largest of any surviving Greek biblical manuscript. They employ some of the thinnest parchment that was used. And again, 
they thought that this would have been one of Constantine's 50 Bibles that he had commissioned. The Codex underwent rigorous corrections for many years until about A.D. 600. About 23,000 revisions were made, with the majority made by six correctors who corrected things like faded letters, spelling, and inserting omitted text, deleting text, in addition to making modifications in how the text was broken across lines. There is a gap in information about the history of Codex down to the 18th century A.D. It's not for certain exactly how much of the manuscript was used in what capacity. There's evidence, however, that the late 18th century, early 19th century, its pages were used for bookbinding. Hmm. German scholar Constantine von Tischentor took portions of the Old Testament with him and uh, used them for bookbinding in 1844. He eventually went on to publish a complete copy of the Todex after obtaining the rest of the surviving manuscript. And so many would say he stole it. <laughs> Photographic facsimile was produced years afterward, and it's considered a significant improvement. The New Testament portion of the Codex was published in 1911. The Old Testament was published shortly thereafter in 1922. So, I, I would suggest you read David W. Daniels from Chick Publication. He has a couple of great books on this. And uh, I'm looking at one right now, quite by accident, believe it or not that I've read called Who Faked the World's Oldest Bible. And he goes year by year, in some cases month by month, and says, you know, look, this is this is what happened. And uh, it's, it's a fascinating read. I can't say that enough. So uh, God bless you. He's also got evidence that the next manuscript will do tomorrow. Vaticanus is a fraud as well. We'll look at it. God bless. Please leave us a five-star review. I know this is a contrarian view, and I know it's an opinion that is not popular, not fit to be spoken of in popular company, but so often manuscripts are widely hailed and then shown to be incorrect. This was done with another manuscript. I forget which one. Maybe of Mark or something, as a matter of fact. Early 2000s, it was just lauded everywhere. And then somebody, one person, found one thing wrong. And then it fell like a house of cards. <laughs> I think Cyanatic is going to do the same thing. So God bless you. I'll talk with you later. Join us. Leave us a five-star review. Bye-bye.